Hi beautiful, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Gentle Podcast. Here we talk all things that nourish the mind, body and spirit, giving you inspiration and actions on living a centered, purposeful and vital life that feels aligned with your divine feminine nature. I am your host, Rachel White, a yogi, coach, and heart-centered human, here to provide a gentle space for healing and thriving. Let's get into this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Gentle Podcast. I have a really special guest, Maddie Moon. Hi, Maddie. Hi. Thank you for having me. So Maddie is from the US in New York and she's an embodiment teacher and a transformational coach and I'm so excited to dive into all the work and everything that you do Maddie. So do you want to start off giving us just a little bit of an introduction about like who you are, what you do and maybe a little bit about your journey getting to this point? Sure. So like you said, I'm Madeline Moon and I am a transformational life coach and I host retreats and I have a podcast called Mind Body Musings I've been doing for six years now. Mm-hmm. And I teach primarily, I, I, I teach several modalities to get to one core and that is how to feel your sacred emotions. Mm-hmm. So embodiment work, polarity, feminine, masculine, shadow work, um, and then like the more traditional personal development work of just like loving yourself, believing in yourself, getting rid of limiting beliefs, all of that for me is just so we can get into the core of feeling our sacred feels. I think that is what life is worth living for, is feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a really beautiful quote. I think think it's um, in a movie that Robin Williams does, but he says something like, money is great, success is great, but um, poetry books, music, like all those things that you're feeling, that's what makes life worth living. I read that yesterday. It's fresh on my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyways, yes. So how I got here today, my journey was very long. It started in a completely opposite direction, which is how I ended up here now. I was grown up in a very conservative household and there was a lot of right and wrong, good and bad. The older I get, the more I'm astounded, to be quite honest with you, at the way I was raised because it's so different from the way I'm now moving in. As a woman, as a human, there was just so, there was so many conceptions about who I was supposed to be before I was even born. There was never a process of who is this child going to be. It was always, these are the rules, this is the box you have to be in. And I also, understand they were doing their best that they had the tools that they had with their consciousness and their family and their trauma they experienced growing up like it's it just gets passed down if we're not doing that work so when I was getting older I started to create all these beliefs around women being less than being less worthy and uh, I was supposed to be a good girl a quiet girl a sweet girl at the same time that I was gonna be a Christian girl and also not take up too much space and not have like have dreams but not too many dreams look beautiful but not too beautiful you know all those lessons and I needed a way to cope with all of these expectations and so I turned to eating disorders and body image issues and eventually as I went into college I turned to alcohol and Adderall and 
I went to boys and getting validation until I found bodybuilding. And that's where I really had a way to build a physical armor with my body, physically packing on muscle, physically being in the gym instead of out with friends, distancing myself as an, in a in as many ways as possible as I could from traditional women, even though I was in a bikini division in bodybuilding, it mm. didn't feel like women togetherness. It was all competition, even in a sparkly suit and having quote abs, it was still based off of separation and ego and otherness. And that went on for a couple of years until I had a rock bottom moment. And I realized that my I was 22 and I was like, oh, I'm 22. This is the time when I have the, be- like, quote, quote, best body, right? It's not really your best body, but at the time, like, really, it's 22. Like, you've got a great body. It can move. It's fit. It, it, it can walk and it can talk and it can see and it can breathe and it can make love. Like, it can do all of these things. And yet I was choosing to do none of it. Like, in a world where I was given privilege and tools to grow and anything I could want, really. I was given all of it and I was choosing to throw it all away. It was a choice. And I, and I didn't realize that level of mm-hmm. consciousness at the time, but I did realize this doesn't feel good. I want to feel good, yeah. perhaps. So I ended up moving. I just like within three days of having that realization, I was like, I'm going to get out of, of Texas. I'm going get, to get out of this place I grew up in. I'm going to get out of the bodybuilding community. I'm just going to start fresh. To me, I do think moving helps a lot of people. You know, some people will say like, wherever you go, there you will be. Like moving, don't run from your problems. But I disagree. I think that moving, that change, that new environment, it will bring out an archetype within you. Every city, every place, all, all the people who live there bring out a different side of you. Which side do you want to experience? Which side do you want to date in you? And so I picked up and I, I moved to Boulder and I'm going to summarize this last portion here and cram it into just a few sentences. I, I started my podcast then. I started coaching. I started learning and growing and intuitive eating and gaining weight. And then over the next six years, I grew into my feminine, my pleasure, my um, more of my my voice, my groundedness. I found the parts of me that I was the most scared of, my jealousy, my rage, my my fear, my doubt. All, I found all those pieces within me, and instead of letting them just be shoved down and repressed and actually running the show, I brought them up, and I was honest with them, and I held them, and I loved them, and found bliss in those shadow sides of me. And then I started, you know, the, the business really picked up speed, and, and now it is where it is. I've been doing this full-time, coaching women for only doing this now for five years, I think. And I live in New York City now. New archetype that I get to experience of myself. And man, is it different from Boulder me. And I act now as well. I'm an actor. And um, that is it. That is, what I, that is what I do. Yeah. Beautiful. I love that story so much. And 
I love the part where you said that like you didn't exactly have like the level of consciousness you have now, but you just knew that it didn't, life didn't feel good and you wanted to feel good. And I think that's the starting point of so much transformation in so many people that I talk to. It's like just getting to that point where you know you just want to feel good because really that's that's all everyone wants to feel good in their body, their mind and in every area of their life. And I completely agree about the change in environment. I think that like our environment and the thoughts, emotions and patterns and habits we have attached to the physical place we're in like plays such a big role in our healing and growth and everything we want to change and do in our life as well. So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about um, like the term embodiment for anyone that maybe hasn't like heard or done any work around that. Like what does that actually mean? And then maybe a little bit more about how like embodying the feminine, like what Mm -hmm. does that mean? How do you do it? And like maybe this balance of the feminine and masculine, if you want to dive in. Yeah. So those are three different things. So we might need to, you might need to remind me as we go on and get really into my own world here. So starting with embodiment, people will give you different definitions. The way I like to think of embodiment it is using your body as a physical, like actual physical expression of what's going on within. Mm-hmm. So if you see people, the classic example is seeing someone that has low confidence and their shoulders are hunching. Mm-hmm. You know, you look inside of like many different nine to five corporate offices with the cubicles and the bright shiny lights. And you can see how people feel on the inside. Their shoulders are down, they're hunched, their head is down at the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is not everyone, of course, I'm just thinking of this, you know, office space kind of person. And, and they're not, they're not feeling full and abundant because when you do, you start to pull your shoulders back and your chest goes up and your head is held high because you are, you are internally confident and feeling really good. So your body literally opens and puts the heart forward. Mm. You know, it's using the body to create, you can do it both ways. Like your body can be a manifestation of what's going on in the inside. Like the example I just gave, and it can work the other way around. Let's say you are this office guy and your shoulders are hunched and you're always looking down. You want to begin feeling different on the inside. You can use the body by actually opening it up because you can only open up emotionally as much as you open up physically. Yes. You can only open up emotionally, internally, as much as you can physically. So that is why I will often lay on my back on a yoga block and just have my, like it's right underneath my heart. So my arms are open wide. So I get my body to physically open more so I can open up my heart more in the world. That's just embodiment. Those are just some very simple examples. And another thing to bring in that's very important is embodiment is literally going from the headspace this place where most people are constantly living. Why do I feel this way? Why do I have childhood trauma that hasn't gone away yet? Why, 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 why? What should I do now? What should I eat for breakfast? What did I eat? (laughs) And it's getting deeper. Like even listening to me now, if you go back and listen to the way I just talked, my voice was up high, higher pitched. And now it's lower. Because I'm talking with a different resonance. I'm talking like through my belly. I am talking more in my chest. You can hear when people are talking to you and they feel a little unsure. Last night I went to this acting class and I asked a woman 
what she thought about it afterwards. And she goes, oh, you know, it was okay. You know, I don't know. Like her voice went so high, probably because one, she didn't want to be rude. She wanted to be sound like a bitch by not really liking it. Two, she wasn't really stepping into her, the fact she didn't like it. If she really felt um, grounded in her and knowing that her opinions mattered, her voice would be deeper. It'd be more grounded. She'd say, I don't know if I really liked that class. But instead, it turned it into a question. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. So embodiment work, actually using your body to be expressive, it, it, it transfers over to even that, the way you speak. It's mm. mind-blowing. Feminine embodiment, masculine and feminine. Let's start there. Masculine in the lineage of David Data that I train with, the masculine is consciousness, time and space, presence, nothingness. Masculine is nothingness. It's just consciousness. It's the part of you that's never changed. It was in your past life. It'll be there in your next life. It's the same part of you that's in me. It's not with opinions and preferences and quirks and kinks. It's just pure light. It's just God. And it's time and space. It, it, like physically speaking, it's time and space. It's this, the, this room I'm in right now. It's the room you're in. It's the chair you're on. It's the container holding you in that room. It's the perimeters of your yoga mat when you lie down. It's the person that's listening whenever you're talking. You're in the masculine right now by just sitting and holding space and listening and, and technically being in the nothingness. You're in the nothingness. You're just breathing. I'm in the feminine because I'm talking, I'm expressive, I'm using my hands, I'm wiggling around. The feminine, on the other hand, if the masculine is consciousness, feminine is energy. Like literally that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So when you say like masculine energy, feminine energy, that, that is one thing. But when we actually look at what they are, the feminine is energy. It's the water in the riverbed, whereas the bed is the masculine holding it. It is, um, it's just, it's colors, it's art, it's nature, it's the jungle, it's um, like the stars in the sky. It's what's filling in that container. It's the emotion. That's really why a lot of us uh, uh, reson resonate with when we think about the feminine as emotions. And, and that can be helpful and it also isn't because some people need to not think of emotions as feminine like a lot of men i was having a podcast with a guy that speaks directly to like truck drivers that level you know of man and they don't want to think that feeling their feelings is feminine it will keep them far away from it so they're mm -hmm. not ready for hearing it that way but that's truly what it is like your emotions it is energy in motion mm -hmm. so any emotion man woman doesn't matter it is the feminine that you feel and so feminine embodiment is when you're actually being expressive with your body. You are revealing how you feel moment to moment. One of my most important teachers, his name is John Wineland, and at his workshops, he does this one particular workshop, which is gold. Every woman needs to do it. Every man needs to do it. The men are on one side, the women are on the other, and they are facing each other. You have one partner. The man begins to breathe deeper, maybe make sounds, grunt, approach her, walk away. He just starts testing things. And her only job is on a moment-to-moment -moment basis to reveal how she feels about his actions. 
Mm. Most women think they are revealing at an eight. Like I'm really revealing. He knows how I feel. No, you are not. Like truthfully revealing, you got to turn it up by like 15% because the masculine, and I'm using genders here, everyone has masculine and feminine. My specialty is talking about men and women. So that's the verbiage that I typically use, but this can really be in any dynamic. But the men, for the most part, have very thick nervous systems, very thick. Mm -hmm. They were raised since they were children not to feel. Mm-hmm. So if you as the female, the feminine creature, if, if that's the pull you take, want him to know how you feel, not only do you need to start connecting to your open heart, not your closed, passive, aggressive heart that feels safer because it's not safer, mm-hmm. your open heart where you're like, I'm going to be generous in love. I'm going to be generous with revealing how I feel about something and then revealing to him on a moment to moment basis, how things feel. It's just so mind blowing. So like these women in this workshop will be like smiling and like revealing to him that feels good. And this is without words revealing that feels good. And then maybe he'll breathe a little funny and then they'll go like hiss and become an animal. And then maybe they'll stop breathing that way. And then they'll ground themselves. And she likes that. So she goes, ah, like just it's just this constant wave of letting how you feel take over your body and showing it to him as a gift Mm. you're offering it to him so he knows your body better no one does this out there in the real world we say we're fine when we're not fine we cross our arms we withhold love we turn away it's all these behaviors that Mm. close and cut off the flow of love mm-hmm. and because we think that's safer than opening our hearts and actually being seen, but it's not. It's not safer for us, and that's really what matters is you're creating a death for your own relationship to self. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love all of that so much. I feel like I've heard so many different like views and perspectives on like defining the masculine and feminine, and I feel like that's just like my favorite of them all. So I love when you're talking about embodiment, um, just like, like no one can see you, but you are doing a lot of like movement and actions. And when you were like saying like hunching the shoulders over and then opening the chest, just like the change in like slight change in your voice and just looking at you, like your energy, there was such a shift. So maybe everyone listening, just like have a little play with your body and like hunch your shoulders over, see how that feels compared to then like opening the chest and pressing the shoulders back and chest forward and have a little play, see how that feels at home and just notice how, yeah, different movement in your body feels. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's like rain, you know, rain clouds raining on you. You're hunching over to protect your body versus Mm a rainbow like tugging right out of your heart and pulling you forward that's what it feels like just like abundance openness when your body literally takes the shape of openness guess what you're telling the world i'm ready to be open i'm ready to be uh like i'm ready to receive and have all the abundance come my way like this goes just beyond this goes beyond feminine masculine relationship stuff and into abundance like the universe literally being like she's ready for more we want to give her more more love more money more success more happiness more joy and it all starts with how are you in your body Mm -hmm. 
Beautiful. Um, so earlier when you were talking about like your story, you talked a little bit about shadow work and getting in touch with those shadow sides of yourself. How would you, what's your definition for shadow mm. work, your shadow? Um, what does it look like to you? Yeah. So the shadow is the parts of you that you repress and you put it away. Um, A really wonderful hack for figuring out what your shadow is, is what's the last thing that someone did that really pissed you off? You know, really made you mad or you were like, oh, I don't want to be her friend because she's super judgmental or she has anger problems or he gets angry all the time. It really frustrates me. It's like for no reason or... Every time we go out to eat, they're just so particular about ordering things off the menu their way and they make a big fuss about it. Most of the time, those things that you find yourself complaining about, you're complaining because you have your own judgment about it with your relationship with it. You are not allowed to to make special requests at a restaurant. You're not allowed to take up space and be angry. You're not allowed to, whatever the other example I gave was. Um, So... that's a great hack for figuring out what it is because everyone in the world is your mirror. Mm-hmm. They're mirroring to you the things you love about yourself and the things you don't. The friends you choose. Oh, no, no. This is a great example. The people you date. The reason why people date who they date is not because of the person really. It's because of how the person makes them feel like who they are. When I'm with Bobby, Maybe he's kind of shy, so I become kind of shy, and I don't like myself shy. I'm not, I'm not having fun with myself when I'm shy, so I don't date Bobby anymore. It's not because of Bobby. It's because of the version of me that came out with Bobby. Hmm. You're still dating yourself. And so if I'm with you know, Chris or whatever, and Chris is super uh, charismatic and adventurous and spontaneous, and so probably I'm going to start reflecting that. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to be spontaneous and charismatic and Mm, and I like that version of me. I'll probably continue to date Chris because I like who I'm, who I am. I'm still dating me. Like it's, it's, it's so funny. And, and then the people that we typically judge or want to stay away from or, or gossip about, it's because we're judging something in them. We judge in ourselves. Yeah. And, and like, this is such a powerful tool when you start to recognize how many times you get, I get, I get irritated with people all the time, all the time. I'm not, I'm not a recovered irritator. It happens all the time. And this is my tool. It's not to, it's not to be a a person that never feels triggered or irritated ever again. It's, this is my, this is a superpower. I love this position right here of allowing myself to have whatever reaction I have and simply pausing and being with it and wondering what is it about this situation what is it showing me? Where am I the mirror? And I'll always find something. And in the moment you find something, the only practice to do on the surface, there's very deep practices with shadow work, but on the surface is to simply say, oh, I'm judging them to be a person who gets angry and takes up a lot of space and is ridiculous and X, Y, Z. Put your hand on your heart and say, just like me. Hmm. that that is a great practice for anyone to do if they're beginning to dive a little bit deeper into shadow work and there's lots of practices but that's a good place to start Mm. 
That's really beautiful because when we're like triggered or irritated by people, it kind of creates this like separation. It's like they're so like annoying or like whatever. And it's like, yeah, it's like we, we want to convince ourselves that we're completely different to them. But that little practice mm-hmm. you just said where we say like, you know, they're just like me. It's like we create that oneness and yeah. Because you wouldn't have a charge about it if it didn't bother you. You wouldn't have a charge at all. It's, yeah, if someone calls you something and it doesn't really, you don't even, I can't think of, well, you know, if if some, I don't know, if someone told me that I'm a terrible writer, um, that's actually not a fear of mine. I know I'm a good writer. So I would be like, okay. But if someone told me that I'm a bad speaker, which is something that sometimes I do get a little sensitive about, but public speaking, then I would be triggered by it. You know, even that is around shadow work. And the key is to admit that, yeah, sometimes I might be a bad speaker and that's okay. No, that's okay if I'm a bad speaker at times. It's, yeah, it's really beautiful. I had another thought. I'm going to see if it comes back. So it was something I really wanted to share with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just about to ask you, is there anything else that you want to share? So. Okay. What was it I was just going to say? Something really good. Um, about shadow work or anything in general? Anything. Anything you want to wrap this up with? <sighs> hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I remember. I was going to give an example of shadow, too, that I think is kind of funny. When people judge women for doing selfies. Mm. that's a classic example like if someone's like i can't i can't stand women that do take pictures of themselves the judgment is she's full of herself Mm -hmm. your repression is you're not allowing yourself to love yourself fully Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to take pictures of yourself because that would mean you're egotistical or you're a narcissist in your mind which you're not But when you see someone else doing that and reclaiming that and totally owning their love for their own face, it triggers something in these people. And they just, they make all these judgments. And the key there is to to realize like, you love you too when you allow yourself to Mm -hmm. and look at the judgment you have around people who are loving themselves so openly and so fully and see if you can actually learn something from them take something from their book it's not going to be comfortable to be so uncomfortable mm-hmm. but that is what that's what growth is this is this is deep growth not just like reading a book and highlighting it and trying to implement quote loving yourself which is quite vague this is what it looks like to truly love yourself is to be in this uncomfortable shadow mm-hmm. just sitting with it you don't have to change your whole life but just sitting and noticing these things yeah, that's the last thing I'll share. I, I, I'm, I love having these conversations and talking about these really important and often underestimated ways to get to self-love rather than just mm. loving yourself. This is the work. Yeah. And it does, like, it sounds so simple. Like if you're annoyed, just reframe it but in practice like it's so uncomfortable if someone's really like triggering us and annoying us and maybe we've been like gossiping or bitching about them for a really long time it it can be so uncomfortable to reframe mm. to bring it back in 100 mm-hmm. percent, yeah amazing so is there any other like topic or anything else you want to mention before we finish up oh topic um or any anything any final um, 
I'm currently reading The Artist's Way, and it's just the life. I, I'll, yeah, I'm reading The Artist's Way. It's a life-changing book. Everyone get it. Everyone do the morning pages. Just do it. Uh, just do it. Normally, I'm not like one size fits all. This is one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Artist's Way is an amazing book. The other amazing book is The War of Art. I'm really in this creativity phase, and hopefully it's not just a phase. It's like the rest of my life, but I'm really going deep into creativity and writing screenplays and stories, and I want to produce my own short film and star in it, and so I'm reading all these really creative books, and they're just changing my life. So The War of Art, I highly recommend as well, and, um, and then I'm also listening to The Big Leap, which is an amazing book. Oh my gosh, everyone, go get that too. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I've heard it so many times, but I've never read it. And I'm listening to it on tape and I'm like, oh my God, this, this is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Filling me up with so much love. And that's all I'll share today. I would love for anyone who resonates with this to come find me on Instagram. It's at Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N-M-O-O-N. My podcast, which has been around for six years, is Mind Body Musings. My mm-hmm. website is maddiemoon.com, which is with a Y. Yeah. And I've got three free gifts on my website, maddiemoon.com forward slash free gift. Uh, it's an audio and then a list of my top feminine and masculine podcast episodes and a PDF for ways that um, men lose credibility with women. So if you have any boyfriends or cousins or a father that could use that, um, send them on over or you get it and say hi amazing and all those links will be in the show notes as well thank you so much i really love this conversation and i'm sure everyone listening will as well so thanks maddie thank you thank you so much for listening if you loved this episode i would love for you to take a screenshot and share on social media with your biggest insight make sure you tag me at by rachel white on facebook and instagram have a beautiful day namaste